Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is the week before Christmas, the 20th of, uh, of December. It was the 20 to 12th. 20, uh, 20th of December. Santa has five days to get ready. Okay, 2022. I can't talk today. I can't read numbers. All right, what can I tell you? So I have someone here who – I have a guest today who can read numbers. That's Kirsten Baszler, who is a great friend of this show and a good friend. And I love having her on. She's the North Dakota Superintendent of Public Instruction for 12 years now, and that's an elected nonpartisan office. So she's been elected to all these terms, okay, as, as North Dakota superintendent of public instruction. So she must be doing something right. I happen to tell you she is, okay. And she has just been elected president of the Council of Chief State School Officers, CCSSO. And i got to thank uh, everybody over there, Carolyn, et cetera, for uh, put, helping me put together today's show, as well as the folks, Dale and everybody down in, over in North Dakota, who also, because we had to reschedule a couple of times, and everybody was great about it, and I'm so glad we're doing this show today. So we got the president of the Council of, State, of Chief State School Officers and the Superintendent of Public Instruction in North Dakota, which happens to be the same person, Kirsten, Kirsten Baszler, and she's going to be going in just a second. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, and that, of course, is our home website, the American Consortium for Equity in Education. And we're proud of what we do over there. We had a great year. We're looking forward to another great year next year in 2023. Please go over. The show will be archived over there. All of our podcasts are there. Our magazine, Equity and Access, is over there. You'll love it. Just click on the cover. It's terrific. We have teacherretention.com, our website that's about a big challenge out there, teacher retention, and we also and we also have seltoday.org. We do a lot of stuff over there, so please go visit at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, and I can't tell you how happy I am to make this connection. Kirsten, are you there? Yes. Good morning, Larry. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. We did we it. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I am so happy we finally connected. As as Larry said, it has been it's been oh. one or two kerfuffles, as they say in North Dakota, but here we are together. So happy to be with you this morning, Larry. Thank, thank you, Kirsten. It's wonderful to have you here. And congratulations. You know, I got to tell you something, and we've said this. You know, twelve years as the superintendent of public instruction, and that's elected by the people of North Dakota. Okay, so okay. like I said, congratulations, man, you got to be proud of yourself. You know, I'm, I'm just proud just to know you. You know, I think it's just great. Okay, Thank so I congrats feel on blessed. that. I, I feel very blessed and very honored to be able to have the people of North Dakota um, choose to have me lead their educational system for the, as long as they have. So I, I feel yeah. it's, it's humbling, and I feel just so honored and blessed. It's an important job for 120,000 yeah, kids. Is. Yeah, it sure, it sure is. You're doing a great job at it. And now, now, in your spare time, you can be president of the Council of Chief State School Officers. Okay, but that, so congratulations <laughs> on that. Okay, ccsso.org. Thank you, Carolyn, for helping me set up the show. But I got to ask you something. I think you told me this. We were on the phone a couple of weeks ago. That did you have a, is there a special uh, Christmas present coming right around Christmas, or has it been born yes. yet? Am I right? What's yes. going on? Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, yes, I was expecting my daughter-in-law and son were expecting my second grandchild, a baby girl, and she was born in the middle of a oh. blizzard last week oh. in North Dakota. Of course. She, of course. she arrived on December 13th. So 
I, I wow. suggested that they name her Elsa from, from Frozen, but my son like and daughter-in-law it. had other thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So, What's yeah, her name? I have What's two her granddaughters, name? and her name is Bindi, B-I-N-D-I, Bindi. And it's, a, it's an Australian name, and I hadn't heard of oh. it before, not very common in North Dakota. So um, we're kind of far away from Australia, so we're bringing a little bit of the down under up to North Dakota, I guess. Well, uh, you've got to go visit. I've been there. I've been there. It's a beautiful place. You've got to take Bindi over there. I didn't know that name, but what it's, a great name. I love it. That's terrific. I do, too. <laughs> it's actually a little bit of more history. I didn't know about it either. So Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, his daughter, yeah. his, his, daughter his daughter is Bindi wow. Irwin. And so that's what I heard wow. Of. Yep. So. There you yeah. go. Well, congratulations, yeah, my dear. Pocket. That's just wonderful. You're way too young to have three grandkids. I don't know what's going on here. You know, two grandkids. Just two girls. Two girls. But two you girls. Know what? Two girls. Excuse me. Two. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. And Australia is on my bucket list, and so I think you've yeah. just given me a reason to make that happen. Take my you granddaughter down there. Meet all the bindies. Meet all the bindies. Yeah, there you I'm go. telling you. You'll there love you it go. down there. It's just, it's just great. The weather's a little different. And the, the blizzard, just a question. We had terrible weather here this past weekend. We lost power for 36 hours. How was the blizzard? And she was born that day, Kirsten? She was born that day? Yeah, the blizzard so, oh. started Monday, and she, um, she arrived Tuesday morning at about 11 a.m. And so the blizzard kind of wow. hung over North Dakota. We had... Schools weren't in session Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We leveraged some virtual learning options across the state. But, yeah, it shut us down. Every road in North Dakota was no travel advised or actually wow. closed by a highway patrol. So, yeah. Well, was, I, I, was, I, know, I know this week they're predicting some lousy weather again. I think so. Good luck with that. We're, having, we're expecting another storm here on the Friday. I don't know what's going to happen. We will Dad see. Needs a Let's lot get that. For his place. Yeah. Let's let's see what's going to happen on all this. Let's talk about this. This is um, this is great. You know, you you took the job. It's wonderful. They elected you council chief state school officers president. Okay, and you wrote me that you made a speech about your priorities in office when you accepted that position. What are the priorities as president of CCSSO? Absolutely. So, first, thanks to CCSSO. It's 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 not as yeah. hard of a job as. I think because that team over there is just excellent. Carissa Miller and her team, uh, just the top-notch shop, and so they're they'll make it they'll they'll make me look good. But but truly, <laughs> as anybody as anybody knows, when you, when you take office or you know begin ask somebody to to elect you as their leader or select you as their leader, they often ask them, so what's your platform? What's your platform? And every president has a platform. Every administration has a, a, a series of things in their platform. And so people were asking me that as I was serving as president-elect, and I really thought about it. And in my speech, as I was writing my speech um, at the conference, I said, my platform is children, plain and simple, um, as simple as it gets. And the purpose, the reason we exist is, is school systems in, in this great country is to help our students yeah. succeed. So we are focused 100% on student outcomes. And to take that a little bit further, to, um, to continue the work and, and use this presidency as a platform to do the work, it's student outcomes through better governance and focusing on school board governance, helping school boards understand the tremendous amount of responsibility and tremendous amount of power and influence that they have in yep. making sure that students have those, those high student outcomes, academic outcomes that they deserve. And so working with our school boards in North Dakota, bringing that uh, work to the national level to scale that across the, the, the nation, have other states engaged in this. But through school board governance, is the, I'm convinced it's the only way 
that we are going to be able to get the outcomes in this nation that our students deserve and, and that our taxpayers, frankly, deserve for their, for their investment in, in yeah, public education. They, they really do. And I, 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 you're from Mandan, right? Are, are you from Mandan? I am. Do, yeah, I, yeah. Boy, do I have a good memory or what? You have good memory. Right across the wow. river from, from the capital city, a community called Mandan. Yeah. And were you on the school board there? Were you involved? I was. So I think I have this. I think I have this, like you know, decade-long uh, <laughs> pattern that's going on here. So um, yes, uh, before I was elected as the state superintendent of schools, I was. I served on the Mandan School Board for nearly yeah. a decade, and I served seven of those years as president. And and I think it was there that I really understood how important school boards were. I had been a teacher. I'd been a building principal. I'd been a district leader in our capital city, the largest school district in the state of North Dakota. But what, during that time, I was serving as a, as a board member and then eventually board president across the river in the, in the school district. It's the fourth largest school district in the state, and it's the school that my sons were going to. And in that role is where I really understood how important good policy and good budget, good funding, good good use of funding, not necessarily always more funding. I think we got caught up in that, good but point. how good, good use of, how good use of funding and good policy, how how important that is to having our students succeed. School board members are important leaders in their school systems and they they hold the power to dramatically improve student achievement. So, um, that's where I realized that if there was a single role that I had um, experienced prior to being elected super, state superintendent that prepared me the best for this role, it was that role wow. of school board president. And, was- and, you, and you were a teacher, a superintendent, and principal, and, and, and still, or at least, were you superintendent in Fargo? Or were you? Uh, I was never, you- I was never a super, nope, I was a building, I was a building leader, building leader, and yeah. I worked in the district office in, Thank I worked you. in the district office of Bismarck, but never the superintendent. Right. I, I, I kind of remembered that, okay, the way you described it a minute ago. I just want to clear that up. But you have a great educational career. And I have to ask you this. Most people, okay, and they serve with good hearts. I, don't misunderstand this yes. next question. But most people, okay, who are on a school board are interested in school boards. Sometimes they're just interested in politics these days, but they're interested in the schools and education, okay? Yes. And, um, but, but they're responsible, for what's going to go into the schools and all that, you are unique in that you had that incredible education background, professional education background, okay, and you brought that sure. over to Mandan, yeah. okay? Am I that's pronouncing true. that right? Is it, is it Mandan? That's Am I pronouncing it? It's Mandan. Is that right? Yep, that's exactly, that's correct, yeah. Okay, good. So, so you brought that over there, but your colleagues on the school board, I don't know, probably didn't have that educational experience. I'm glad they tapped into you. But across the state and across the whole country, most people on school boards don't have an educational background, yet they're responsible, okay, for doing so much for our public schools. That's the way it works, okay? How do you balance those two things? And just, just talk about how you're good. And you know all this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just yeah. kind of prefacing all this. You know this, okay? How do you see the state superintendents working with the, the school boards to help them along? It's hard. That, that, that's, that's such a great question, and it's, it's a fantastic point. You're right. I had an educational background. I knew what assessment scores were supposed to look like. I knew how to yeah. read assessment scores. I knew what you know the terms were that our superintendent and his team were using. So it, it, the, the road to where we are today started 
started 20 years ago when I was first elected as the school board president. And I began, I looked at us as a board and I thought, you know what, we require our superintendents to um, engage in professional development. We require our teachers, our paraprofessionals. Heck, we even require our bus drivers and our our food staff to engage in professional development and learning and training. And yet we, at the top of the hierarchy of schools, the board, the the individuals on the board with the most influence and power to shape that district vision, we weren't requiring to learn and grow in our profession. And so I started a professional development program. And so once a month we would meet twice a month. We started, yeah. So it it was just a time for us. I would buy pizza and we'd meet an hour before the official board meeting would start and we would just have an hour of professional development. We'd take that time to learn about data. What is what is an interim test? How are our interim tests? What does that even mean? What is the state test? We would just learn and learn we'd do book studies together. So I required that uh, as, as a board president, and so just brought that philosophy along to this, the Capitol, along with me to the Capitol, and have started yeah. the North Dakota Be Legendary Institute training that we are now running. We're up and running. It began, the, the idea began right before COVID hit, <laughs> and we took, so it was a blessing and a curse. It was a little yeah. bump in the timeline, but it provided the funding that was necessary to stand up this program for North Dakota Be Legendary Institute. And it's an amazing program. It is a two-day institute that um, helps do exactly what I did in my, with my one school board. It brings boards together with their superintendent to learn about the impact of uh, their role on good, pol- good policy and good budget in impacting student outcomes. So the Be Legendary Institute helps our boards adopt student outcomes for their very specific school district based on their data. They are shown how to adopt progress measures for those goals. They are shown how to monitor those student outcome goals. And that really helps with separating what's the superintendent's job. Um, You've hired that person. You need to hold them accountable. You don't need to do their job, but you do need to monitor the progress and keep them accountable for those student outcome goals that you as a board have set. And it shows them how to structure board meetings. That's the, that's the best tell of, of, any, of any indicator is that school board agenda. You take a look at that board agenda, that will tell you what your board's priorities are. But sadly, less than 10% of school board agendas across this nation spend yeah. time talking about. They're talking about colors of buses. They're talking about whether they should have chocolate milk on Friday and Monday or just Friday. They're talking about <laughs> coaches. They're talking about everything else except for their main job, which is student outcomes. So we help them design agendas and ask good questions that board, that superintendents can answer and should be expected to answer. It doesn't get into, you know, why'd you fire the basketball coach, but can you tell us how our third graders are doing on reading? And then the, the training also helps activate teamwork and advocacy because that board is a team. They only have power when they're seated as a board, so they need to know how to work effectively as a team and work oh. effectively as a team with their, with their school leadership, the superintendent and his cabinet, his or her cabinet, and, of course, the community, the, the constituents that elected them yeah. to do this job. Yeah. So it's, we're it's, really excited it's, about it. How many, how many school districts are there in North Dakota? I know you know the answer to that. How many, how many are there? There's 169 operating school districts in North Dakota. They range in size from 4,000 students down to um, 14 students. 
that lead to student outcomes. So student outcomes are their major BHAG. Keep your eye on that. But the process takes them through what you just talked about, the input of how our teachers teaching, the inputs of what materials are we using, what technology are we using. I think it's important so, yes, for them to know. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. And it's really yeah, exciting. Um, Good. The 15, 15 of my colleagues convened uh, the first part of this month to learn more about this process. So I have 15 other state chiefs that are Great. looking at possibly bringing this to their state. And, how, and you, you mentioned something a few minutes ago. I just wanted to go into it. You said that some, they got a grant to do this. Did I hear you correctly? Or you got a That's grant correct. to do this? Who, who got the grant? So I, you or, or, I got the yeah, grant. That, yeah. Yep. So I got the grant um, from COVID. So we're using our yeah, ESSER good. funds. Good. So – Yep, this is what we're using a significant portion of our ESSER funds for. And so our school boards apply to be awarded a grant to assist them with the cost of this training. So total cost for training is for one school board is $8,700. We encourage two or more, two or three school boards to do this training together because they learn from each other. But it's not required. They can do it alone. But um, they can do it alone. But the state covers half of the cost, regardless of, of if they have if they go alone or if they do two or three. The state will cover half the cost of this training, and then we cover the ongoing coaching as well. That's right. Who's doing the coaching? So we are. We have contracted with um, two coaches, two certified coaches. They're called Elliot McMahon LLC. And I'll tell you the history of that. There's this man named A.J. Craybill. Yeah. A.J. Craybill was a school board president in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, when he, when Missouri State Education Department was threatening to shut them down. And so A.J. pretty much transformed his board and developed this, this idea of adult behaviors student outcomes won't change until adult behaviors change. And so he told Missouri State Education Agency, let me do this. Let me, let me try and, you know, I've got a year. Let's try, and take, let's try and figure this out. And that's a pretty compelling reason for board members to, to be called to action is what he, the story he tells me. is like if the, school, if the state's going to come in and shut us down, we should be motivated to improve ourselves. Right, so right. developed this framework while he was in Kansas, excuse me, while he was in Missouri. And then uh, my colleague, Mike Morass, uh, the commissioner of education in Texas brought AJ down to Texas to develop a school governance model. So AJ developed this in Texas. I ran into him at a conference, watched a, a breakout session of AJ talking about school board transformation and school board governance work and just the impact. And he, I, he was singing my song uh, based on my 10 years of experience as a board president. I saw us going from the lowest performing school district. Mandan was the lowest performing class A school district in the state. And our really? Bar none. Uh-huh. And in the 10 years when, when the board started focusing on student outcomes, when we started doing our own professional development, when we started focusing on how we were spending our money to get student outcome results, we went from the lowest performing to the highest performing in almost every category. Wow. Except one high school beat us, one high school beat us in science <laughs> scores, and that. That school had a completely Boo. different demographic Boo. than he did. So, That's right? not fair. Yeah, yeah. Apples to oranges. Case, you guys did yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. You guys so did great. I and I, 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 as you were mentioning, I, I knew that A.J. Cravel story from somewhere. Maybe you told me before or maybe Mike did down in Texas. I can't remember. 
okay? But I knew that story, and I forgot about it. Thank you for that, for reminding me of that, okay, with that guy, yep. what that guy did. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really just astounding what you're doing. So did you have to you, – you wanted me to ask you, okay, but I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. how they fit in. Help me out here. The state legislature, okay, and they sure. must be very proud of what you're doing. But how do they fit into this? Okay. What what do they have to do with it? Okay. What do they that, think of it, and where, what do they have to do with they, it? They're very. So first of all, they're not they're not involved at this point, and I just say at this point because um, when oh, AJ and I first, <laughs> what yeah yeah that's kind of what I thought too. When AJ and I no first offense. started, no offense to the state no, legislature. No, good. Yeah. They yeah. make fun of themselves too. They do. They yeah, do. They're they they're good hunting people. Yeah. 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 So when AJ and I started plotting and planning this out in December of 2019, January and February of 2020, um, I, I concocted the plan. AJ was my thought partner and, and just my, my mentor the entire time as I'm d- designing this framework. He's the one that connected me with Marsha McMahon and Lori Elliott. And so they are two of his coaches that he trained, one of his first, ah. two of his first certified coaches. So he connected me with Elliot McMahon, who had their business and said they could come in and help me. And so we That's did really that. And so as I'm concocting the plan, I had to have a way to fund this. So that's when I was planning and my, my intention was to go to the 2021 legislative session. We meet biennially. So I was going to go to the legislature in January of 2021 and ask them for some funding. Well, if you put the timeline together, that was that was the plan in February of 2020, and then the world fell apart the next month. Yes, it did. So, so as I said earlier, I it put my plans for this on pause, but it removed the funding barrier. So as soon as we were able to get some state set aside funds with COVID, I knew that I was going to stand this program up. So I didn't need to go to the legislature for any Great. funding good, to, good. to start this. <laughs> But it has allowed me, it allowed me four years to, to build this proof of concept. And so for ongoing support, that's the plan for 2025 session. Uh, we're starting 2023, but I can, I can continue without any legislative support in, t- in the 23-25 BNM. But by then, I'll come back in 25 and I'll say, you know what, this is a pretty good program. We should continue to fund it for those boards that need to be trained. It's it's really an excellent program. It's better than pretty good. It's excellent and it's much needed. Okay, and the school boards, like you said, even the small school boards have to get together with others, create a, a class, so to speak. Okay, so yep. that they can yep. you know share the share the cost. It's not that much money, but they're you know and you probably if, if you're not doing this as part of the sales pitch, it's really an investment. Okay, oh, they're going to save true. that much it, money yeah. almost immediately. Okay, it is Absolutely. an investment. Yeah, you know what you're trying to ask you. Oh, good. Please, go ahead. Finish. And yeah. the investment, the investment results is student outcomes. You have you have graduation rates that are improved. You have subgroups that are doing better than they've ever done done before. Excellent. You have a community. And a key piece of, the, of this is we've partnered on this entire journey with our North Dakota School Boards Association. The executive director of that school board's association has been with us every step of the way. Her board has been supportive of this. This isn't the state education department taking over school boards. This is the state education department finding a way that they can be helpful to our school board's association and their members. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's not a power play. Okay, this is is a team thing. Uh, Since you just brought up, we're talking about student outcomes. Do you have to 
leave in a few minutes. I'm good. Well, I'll, I'll keep you on for another five minutes. Is that okay? Absolutely. That's fine. Okay, good. I didn't want to cut into the rest of your time, okay, the rest of your day. Okay, um, i, I got to ask you about this, the NAEP scores. How they do in North Dakota? So there were a couple bright spots. I'll, I'll talk about those. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. Don't feel like uh, you're not alone out yeah. there. Everybody's got the same yeah. aggravation. So, yeah. Obviously, we weren't surprised. I don't think the NAEP scores were anything that anyone in this nation was surprised about. I would say that it was one other um, piece of evidence proved that our students were disrupted. As, as we've talked oh, about were. before, North Dakota students, yeah, North Dakota students, we were back in classrooms. We opened up for summer school in, May, in right. June of 2020. And right. so, and when fall came around, almost, you know, 90% of our schools were in session every day in person. Some of our larger buildings were hybrid. Uh, models, but by December of 2020, we had 100% of our schools open for in-person learning five days a week. So we thought, I think that there was some thoughts of people in the communities that our students would be better than the rest of the nation. And in fact, it wasn't, you know, the, 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 the environment, the mode of delivery of education didn't impact our students as much as the disruption in everybody's lives across this world. Yeah, so our scores are our scores dipped just in reading and math, fourth grade and eighth grade, just like everybody's did. But I do want to highlight this bright spot because it ties to an issue that you and I have talked about before. Our Native American read fourth grade reading scores yeah. and math scores went up yeah, significantly. And right. anyway from four to seven points. And that goes to the issue that oh, we talked well. about before. In investing, yep, investing in culturally relevant materials, investing yes, in yes. professional development to ensure that those students of Native American descent are learning in ways that is best for them to learn. So yeah, our NAEP scores for Native American students actually went up. Congratulations on that. That's a huge deal because they have. There's always been a challenge with teaching Native American yeah. kids. Okay, and mm-hmm. they, they 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 are. I, not, please don't take this as a, as a shot on North Dakota. They're always under resourced, and a lot of it comes from yeah. the federal governments, etc. Yeah, there were challenges in that group, and yep. to have their scores yep. grow up doing all this, I think that I think that's just wonderful. And it's believe me, everybody suffered during this uh, during the yep. pandemic with the NAEP scores. Okay, it just. Yep. It, it just what it but, was, and and knowing it, we have to correct it. That's the that's the key. We right. can't wail and whine about it. We have to just correct nope. it. And you know, I was thinking, I read this somewhere this week, and I think you're going to love this. I think you are one of three states, and I can't remember what the other two are, but I remember because I knew I was going to do this interview with you with North Dakota. Some teacher retention is is fairly high. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. We're real concerned yeah. about this, but you guys are not having the same challenge as I think 47 other states, okay? Just talk about teacher retention, which is the big issue out there these days. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've always had a challenge with, you know, filling all of our teacher slots because there just simply aren't that many people in North Dakota. And young people zero to 25 are 25% of our population. So um, we've got 75% of the population left um, to do everything else that is needed to to make a state keep running. So teachers, teachers, the, the positions have been hard to fill. But the retention piece, we did not see the exodus that other states have yeah. felt. We did not see yeah. the mass retirement, the mass resignations, people moving out of teaching. 
our teachers, I, you know, I hope we can always do more, and I'm working on this session to do more to help them feel more valued, more respected, you know, adequate and, and decent pay. But I, I have to believe that be, because they feel supported and because they know that their work is important in their communities. I just actually went to a small community last night. There was a, a program at 7 o'clock last night in a community called Linton, North Dakota. And they average about 10 to 15 students per grade. And they have one grade or one class wow. per level. And, man, they, wow. the community came out. The band was playing. The <laughs> Chamber of Commerce had a sign that was created. Think Maine. I mean, I've said that Maine and North Dakota are very much alike. But the teachers there felt valued. They felt supported. Community members that didn't even have kids in school anymore were in that gymnasium wow, that's celebrating the blue ribbon distinction that Linton Public Schools had been wow. honored with. Wow. Congratulations when, when to them. Think, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Teachers walk into a gymnasium, they feel valued. And I, and I have to say that that's more than anything that I could do at the state level. When communities make their teachers feel valued, those teachers stay. Yeah, they're hard to replace. I hope anybody listening, if there's any community members listening, there's not much of a pipeline these days of, of, of educators. Okay, we have no, to retain teachers. Not. And please respect your teachers. Okay, because if they yeah. leave, go try to find another one. I remember talking years ago, and you'll know this district, to uh, the superintendent in Beulah, North Dakota. You know that town, yeah. Kirsten? I sure yeah. do. It's right up the road. Yeah, yeah. and Beulah, yeah. This, this gentleman, he's, he runs a small district, and, and i got to tell you, okay, he was having such trouble, this is years ago, finding an English teacher. Okay, yep. I, I hope he found one by now. But my point is, it's so hard. It's so hard to replace a uh, uh, an educator these days with someone qualified. So love your teachers, everybody. They work hard. Yeah, All right. That's Mr. Tra- Travis Jordan in Beulah, North Dakota. That's yep. right. That's yep. would have not remembered his name, but that that is that's who I was talking to. He's a nice guy. Okay, nice really guy. a nice yep. guy. Yeah, it's great. Yep. And you're a nice lady and a wonderfully talented one too. Okay, you're, well, just doing, you're doing great work. So keep it up, Grandma. Okay, new Grandma. By the I way, will. I by the way, one last thing. Bindi is one granddaughter, but we didn't mention the other one's name. You got to do a shout out. Who's the other granddaughter? You, 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 I absolutely. You are you are a very wise man. You don't mention one without the other. The other That's exactly is my right. beautiful, my beautiful granddaughter Sophie, who is 19 months old, and she is just. The love, she's, I mean, reinvigorated the motivation for me to do this job. She is just learning words <laughs> and learning shapes and colors. She's just the light of my life. That's, that's sweet. And I assume neither of them will get coal in their stocking for Christmas. Would that be correct? None. Nope. No, Not I, at I have all. A feeling nope. grandma, we'll, we'll end the show so you can head over to Macy's immediately. Okay? And get to go to the baby. <laughs> Lots of learning toys. Lots of learning toys on my lips. <laughs> All right. I would hope Thanks so. so much, Kirsten, Larry. you're wonderful. You. Have a great holiday. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. Is she wonderful or what, everybody? That's that's Kirsten Basler, president of the Council of Chief State School Officers, a mover and shaker. She, and she works in a state that you know it's a little bit rural up there in, in North Dakota. But man, she's doing a great job. And now. 10 years as their chief state school officer and now president of the Council of Chief State School Officers. And she's right. Working with school boards is a key thing. They have, they, we ask people to come in there and run a school district, and we've got to train them to do it. Okay. 
Yep. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. We'll archive at ace-ed.org. And thanks so much for listening. And I think I have the hiccups. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.